Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning with his dear, dear pal, my dear, dear pal, Dave Damashek. Great day to be a podcaster. Great day to be an American. Do we have music for this? We did it, Sheck. We won the most golds. Look at the Yankee medals. Doodle Dandy. Let's change Sal's name for the next couple of days. Muzzle tough to you. You back the red, Woo! white, and blue. Jesus, what, what the Look hell? At that. All right. That's our anthem, I think, Shaq. Haven't heard, heard it, I think. I don't know if it's okay to celebrate this. Yes, we beat China 39 to 38 in the wee hours of Sunday AM. I was uh, I feel like I won every gold because I had a vested interest. I was going to lose thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars if the US didn't overtake China in gold and it was looking bad for a while. They were down 5 24 hours before the end of this thing, which we really couldn't tell when the end of it. I came down to a boxing match at like 1:30 in the morning Pacific time, but we did it. I don't know if you were following men's basketball obviously, women's basketball, we needed uh Beach volleyball, my A team. I gave them out at six to one. We needed a cyclist at sixteen to one odds, uh, a dog to 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 get gold somewhere around midnight Eastern, and we did it. We're the best. We look are how we look at the Let's we and it. us. The U.S. of A includes you, Sal. Good for yep. you. Muzzle tub to you. Muzzle tub to the U.S. of A. I suppose Eddie Spaghetti, though you may have heard, on minus three. He's a trader now. He bet what France. Well, he won. He won because the U.S. didn't cover the 12 and a half. I don't, I, again, just as, I mean, you know, you're in a tough spot because you bet on not just the USA, Sal, but you'll bet against America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. So you probably agree with Eddie Spaghetti's choice here. I frown on it. If you're going U.S. of A, red, white, and blue, instead of blue, Blanque Rouge, as Eddie Spaghetti saw fit to Mm -hmm. do, he made money, but he lost his soul in the process. At least you backed the right side, the U.S. of A. Good for you, Well, Sal. listen, I, I'm glad. First of all, I'm glad you finally admit the Cowboys are America's team. There's really no taking that back after you just said that. Um, mm. can't, I mean, everybody heard it. Everybody listening, everybody here in the studio, in our Zoom studio, heard it. Um, secondly, yeah, if you're not betting against your team every now and then, you just ain't doing it right. I'm sorry. You got I it right, really, Spaghetti? That's, we that's we should come up with some hard and fast rules yeah. on where on being a soulful better, Sal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, you know, that's that's what cuts it. I used to be 15, 20 years ago, I was, you know, I was a, a child. You know, mm-hmm. I was a I, I was Pollyanna. I wouldn't draft any Baltimore Ravens on my fantasy football team. I washed that off um, a number of years ago on my way to fantasy football glory, as you're aware of. But mm-hmm. um, I still think it's wrong to bet against whether it's the USA or your local sports collective. I think it's wrong in the gut and in the soul to bet on the foe. You could think it's wrong, but you're being a hypocrite when you're, you're going against Chase Claypool in fantasy and you're up by five and in the Sunday night game, he catches a touchdown pass to put the Steelers ahead. You're not 100% in on that reception. You're just not because you're losing your fantasy game. You could t- I just know you emotionally. You're not... 
100% vested in it. No, you're board. absolutely right. But I'll deal yeah. with that moral and ethical conundrum and I'll battle as I as I roll around in the bed at 2.30 uh, in the a.m. pondering mm -hmm. what it means. But at least I know ultimately I'm on the right side of, uh, you know, the moral slate. I All feel right. I, well, you do what you want. Listen, I don't want to sully your parade. Congratulations to the greatest. Yeah, I bet uh, on America. Why are you going after me? I'm the only one who bet this that made this dumb bet. This minus seven hundred that we'd have the most golds, and we were down by seven at one point. I think like three or four days ago, we were down seven golds, and we just we put. I mean, the the, the like the Chinese bantamweight woman. She was like a plus one sixty. I needed her to lose. I'm looking at every single Peacock channel. Any kind of broadcast they had i'm checking on twitter live updates for boxing matches and 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 pentathlons and really stupid crap and and they did it now let me ask you this should they be celebrated more than our local teams i mean i i know i'm in it in the boat more than anybody else because i bet on these medals but and i know some of these athletes get parades in some of these small towns but it is the purest sense a victory, right? We're going out there. We're going to another country. We're competing against other countries. You talk about your Steelers. You got, you know, they're not all from Pittsburgh, right? I mean, I don't have to lay this out for everybody, but why aren't we making a bigger deal out of it? We should be talking about these these athletes for months, shouldn't we? I guess, but listen, for real, I, I mean, you know, specific to Kevin Durant and Team USA, the need to celebrate, the way they celebrated as though I don't know who they think they just beat. They just beat France, and they beat them by single digit. It, it, it harkens back to my days when my bum freshman basketball team in high school, we, we signed up our athletic director by accident, signed us up into the wrong division. Mm -hmm. um, we, we should have been single A. We were single A. Um, based on our athletic, our uh, collective athletic ability, somehow he accidentally signed us up into the quad A, mm. and uh, we were playing in freshman year. We were playing a guy named in one game. We played a 16-year-old named Orlando who dunked on us. This was shocking to 14-year-old mm -hmm. Dave and his teammates. Um, and then we. Um, about two thirds of the way through the season, beat the Pittsburgh School of the Deaf by seven points, and we rejoiced <laughs> basically like Kevin Durant and his pals did, beating France. Is this really that exciting? Well, uh, I don't know. I, I I don't think it's. Here's what I'll say about it. I, I I know what you're getting at, but basketball, NBA basketball, is a Twitter sport. It is. It's carried by Twitter. It really is. And hmm. eighty percent of Twitter left the U.S. team for dead after they lost to France. Um, two weeks ago, or whatever in the playing game. Well, what was that? That wasn't. Yeah, no, that was a group. group what, what do they? What do they call that group stage? That first game. I, I don't know. Whatever they call. Well, you have to make the top two in your in your pool to go forward. So they had something to prove. They had they had form. They had Perk calling them out. Right. They had former teammates calling them out. So to be able to do this, I, I give them credit. Kevin Durant, 87-82. They beat France. There are some matchups there. It sucks. Like Durant's their tallest player, and you go to Gobert, and that play seems to be open anytime. And you only get five fouls in this thing, so it's kind of dicey. He really could have fouled everybody out. Now, it comes down to free throws. Really, it doesn't matter where you play the game. Gobert was six for 13. Uh, you make that 10 for 13, all of a sudden it's like a one-score game or even nine for 13. But um, KD, 29 points. He was. I don't think they get to the medal stage, really, if without uh, Kevin Durant's effort. Really, I really don't think so. I agree, and that's why we come down in this weird, unpleasant middle 
of we don't send our very, very, very best. Now, Kevin Durant, we can debate whether, you know, if he's the Pretty best basketball player, but he yeah. is. But, of course, they were short of the very best because you didn't have LeBron and Anthony Davis and any number of other um, of America's best players out there, but nobody would care. If France would have won that game, there wouldn't be an asterisk next to it like, yeah, but the U.S. didn't send LeBron and otherwise, which is why, like I've told you before, we should just send the reigning national champion. That would be the way to to do it because that team would probably, Baylor Ballers, would probably yeah. beat mm -hmm. France. It would be exciting, and it would be a nice little carrot every four years for the uh, at the Final Four. Like, you know, whoever wins this thing gets to go to the Olympics now. As it is, I find it unsatisfying. I find the celebration unsavory. What are we rejoicing? You beat Evan Fournier? Muzzle tub. You're supposed to beat Evan Fournier. You wouldn't rejoice like that if it was January 17th and you beat uh, Evan Fournier's NBA oh, team. This on, is what we're, we're going wild about oh, Rudy Gobert. So come on. So Rudy Gobert's their best player, Sal. Rudy Gobert. straight, seven of eight. I know, but it's about matchups. There's, there's kind of different rules in there. And I just think if we learn anything, we are the best, even if we're not putting out <laughs> the very best there. And uh, listen, let's let's try to remember for next time. These guys need to play together a little bit. They, they got their groove. Well, you know, they played four games, six games together. By the way, crazy stat here. Babyface Joel Solomon, is this true? Zach Levine. Hadn't won four games in a row since turning pro. The last time was at UCLA in 2014. That's what happens when you get uh, drafted by the Timberwolves and then to the Bulls. I guess so. I guess so. My God. It might have been the same for Pop, too, with the, the Spurs this year. I don't know when, last, when he won four in a row. But um, good job by the men. I, I needed every last gold medal there to win, and that's what's important, that I won – my bet would have been um, funny if you'd bet on China. I think the answer to your thing shouldn't yeah. we be more proud of the USA I'm than we are? I'm not even talking about these super teams like the teams we know. I know about what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, the, the small town athlete, God bless them, they go out there and right. they do their thing. Yeah, right. People we didn't know who we right. had never heard of three weeks ago, and now we see their story. We've seen the 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 sweetheart background story of how hard they've worked and what the parents had to sacrifice to get this person yes those stories are enduringly satisfying to watch as a consumer i mean i don't know i get you know you know are we is the nation divided does that impact it i don't know i remember i remember watching as a little kid mary lou retton uh, mm -hmm. win the gold medal and that seemed like america was more excited about that than anything that we've just seen i also think that because of social media and otherwise, all we talk about now is we, we, we dig our heels in about our local football collective or baseball collective. And maybe it's hard for us to make a jump beyond that and then see yeah. it as uh, rooting for a nation together. But I think it's more important that, you know, like I'm going through the, the, the college football slate here. It's more important to me who's going to win Michigan State versus Northwestern coming up here in early September than it is whether or not the USA beats uh, beats. Oh, I know. And I know. Well, that's why we're Jay. You know, you talk about a divided country. Forget about Mary Lou Retton. And if everybody's 100 percent on her side, I don't even know that we as a country could see a clip of Nancy Kerrigan uh, grimacing in pain and be 100 percent on her side. I think be, <laughs> maybe I think that was be, it. 5347 people will be like yeah she had it coming or you know be, be on the, the white trash a-holes that, uh, that are in there my well, god I, I get you know what it, that's a funny point i don't know if that's uh, i don't know if the uh, if uh, the percentages would have broken that way when it went down but yeah. yes that 
right now if that happened it right. would be about like a 55 45 split like i don't know she's wrong she had it coming you know because she's uh she's woke and yep. the other, like <laughs> that would be the the discussion you're right maybe lots that's of galoolies out there i mean they, uh -huh. they're now known as karens but back then they were galoolies i think Boy, I hadn't thought about that yet. If Galuli had worn a certain kind of a ball cap with a, a colored a certain way with certain words on it, right. there would be a lot of people who would have been on that, that side of things. I, all I know is with these Olympics gone, maybe this has been happening a lot over the last few years and I haven't observed it as closely. But with these Olympics coming and going, think of me what you will, but I'm kind of glad to see the Wiener Fest go. There are a lot of wieners, right? I mean, like, the, the, there's something about the get-ups now, the unitards that everybody wears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of wieners, you know? Mm -hmm. Got a lot of, a lot of um, that being put on display, and who deserves a gold medal on that re in that regard, and who needs to, you know, go back to the shop and do some more work, you know? Like, there's something about those those uh, those onesies. I, you know, listen, I don't want to... Uh, you know, cast a negative light on my uh, on my wife. But, you know, on more than one occasion, like we, we were sitting there, she doesn't care about sports, let alone mm -hmm. the Olympics. And you were sitting there, they're about to run the the 100 meters. And she was like, well, that guy already has won, hasn't he? You know, like, you know, oh. that kind of that You know what? Of, Maybe we should have her come on and give a yeah. win play show for a wiener, the 100 wiener. Uh, reward gold medals. Like, yeah. Reward I gold. Love hang them around the. You know, I will say short of that, any gold medalist wants to come on our show, extra points or against the odds or minus three. I will donate one hundred dollars to his or her favorite charity because I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of them had something to do with this thirty nine, thirty eight win that I won again in the wee hours Sunday. Unbelievable. Let, Put it go. on college football, Sal. We're almost there, bub. <laughs> How exciting. And also before that, I'm trying to do the hard knocks thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. I, I just want to okay, we can talk. I just well, wanted to sing you a song. Because we have to give out our, our athlete of the week here. But real real quick, famous moment, uh, favorite, famous moment. Favorite moment, I'll go around. I didn't put this on the outline. Favorite Olympic moment. Let's start with you, uh, babyface Joel Solomon. Do you have one? I mean, maybe it's just me who, who, who love these games. The big comeback win. Uh, I mean, the wrestler, the one at the last second. Gable was, Stevenson, uh, big reverse takedown. Yeah. yeah. Two points down with, what, 15 seconds to go? I mean, that, I mean, was, that was amazing. Uh, amazing. He, if the sound uh, had been the off, though. gassed, but, but yeah, that big, big win for Gable. Then does like a, uh, what was that? What do they call those? Cartwheel? Not even a cartwheel. It was a backflip. Joel, it? though, be honest. If the uh, if the sound had been muted on your TV and it cut off before you saw the guy start to celebrate, would you have had any good goddamn what just happened? <laughs> I, that, Check this hates America. I don't hate America. I had no idea what happened. Like, it was like, oh, he, like they go crazy. It, it is funny. It must be what, you know, people say, like, I have no idea why everybody's cheering when you're watching a football game. Like, well, because they just, uh, did, you know, did something good. Obviously, that's me watching the wrestling. Like, the guy, yeah. like, they're like, rah, rah, rah. And then, like, the one guy turns around the other guy and then grabs around the waist. And they're like, oh, he did it. He, oh, he did it. And I'm like, what What did he do? He he wrestled with the guy. The I don't know what just happened there. different. Even than what we're used to in collegiate. Uh, but I'll, I'll say that. All right, so uh, Mikey Meatballs, jump in here. You're a big wrestling fan. Was it um, Was it Stevenson's win? Was that your favorite? Has to be. Yeah. One of the one of the craziest wins of all time. Pretty great. 
pretty great. Like I said, the opponent seemed gas. Spaghetti, jump in. What was your favorite moment? Uh, I'd have to say probably betting on France and them uh, them covering. <laughs> Shaq, you don't like that. Zakra blue, <laughs> you know. Can Terrible. I just say something real quick? I tweeted, it was right before halftime, I tweeted, hey, I have some buddies in Tokyo. We're apparently watching this on delay. U.S. beats France by nine. And I got what, uh, so some people got it. Some people actually got that I was joking as if, first of all, I have friends in Tokyo. What the hell, what, what is that about? Secondly, um, that they would say live on the screen, but it wouldn't be live. And only I could, everyone's hearing it from me first that it's not live to fall for that. But people are really bummed. They're like, not cool, dude. Not cool and not funny. Just like everything you say, not funny. And then uh, and then when they didn't win by nine, they won by five. Like, oh, what happened to your friends? They must have won. Like, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> challenged on that. And then I had people, Shaq, say, um, I bet at halftime France, thanks for the tip, because they didn't lose by whatever the halftime line was, plus seven or something. They didn't lose by, so th they're actually showing me tickets where they won money based on my phony um, uh, claim that I knew the score. What is wrong with people? What goes on you're, here? I think you should get comfortable with your position in the sports world, sir. <laughs> Sal, you're, you're a power broker. People <laughs> people hang on your words like this. You, you should uh, welcome the responsibility. But what does Spider-Man say at the end of that movie, you know, about great responsibility, blah, blah, blah. Those are the powers That's you true. possess. Um, you know, my favorite uh, event. Go ahead, Jack. Your favorite is the, the, the closing ceremonies. You're glad it's over. That's fine. No. And by the way, I it it reminds me of Star Wars haters, people who don't like on, on May the 4th. I don't understand the narcissist. I, I, I mean, well, we talk about it all the time is the the narcissism of of people in the 21st century, the need to weigh in on every single subject as though your opinion as though we can't move forward with anything until everybody weighs in on Twitter with what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the like on May the 4th, Okay, we can debate whether or not grown-ups should be as into Star Wars as they are, but the people who go like, "Hey, just so you all know, I don't care about Star Wars." Like, who gives who gives a crap? Mm. We we can do without that opinion. Same thing like, "Just so you all know, I don't care about the Olympics." All right, right. good for you. Thank goodness. I, I don't know how we would have well, uh, been able you to are. If you're Kylie Jenner, it means something, you know? I, if you're I, Eddie I, Spaghetti, it doesn't mean as much. I guess I my favorite thing though is pretty much every every time is the 100 meters. It's just mm -hmm. it all boils down 4 years, you know, probably 8 years, 12 whatever. Your whole life has been devoted to being super fast. You get identified mm -hmm. at I don't know what age. Wonder sort of like I I think you and I have talked about this Sal you know, there are a lot of people who are comedy writers and stuff. And uh, like, I fit this description of of people who like, who told you at what point in your youth did somebody say, you know what you should do for a living? Go into comedy writing. It's it's sort of funny that some people I'm still wait, waiting for it. I, well, I, yeah, I know it, it is weird. But most people that uh, we've we've been fortunate to know, it's like, well, obviously, you must have been the funniest person in, in school. And so this perpetuated at what point does like. Usain Bolt or whoever else these guys like, do, do people go like, is it fourth grade? Do you think it's like kindergarten? Like, oh my God, 
Did you see that kid in, in kindergarten? Did you see how fast he was? It all boils down. Their whole life is based around not a, a broad skill set, just one thing. When they talk mm -hmm. about boxing as the purest sport, the purest sport is like, who can run that short distance the fastest? Is the fa And it all is like they get on the line and it like gets real quiet. Oh, here they go. Step into the thing. Oh, and they they put their hands down. Like their whole lives come down to that one moment, and it's over mm. ten seconds later. It's uh, you can make a a, a sex joke there, um, but also this is a, an amazing moment. Uh, how fast it starts and then ends. Right. I find it very satisfying every time it happens, and I'm blown away by how fast they are and to realize that the guy who finished last would be Tyreek Hill in a foot race is also. Right. Hard to fact. Well, you it's your favorite. Uh, who won the hundred meters then? If, uh, I don't. If I it's don't. your favorite. You Doesn't matter, know. Sal. I, I enjoy sport. <laughs> I I enjoy excellence. Italy's Lamont Marcel Jacobs surprising gold in Olympic hundred meter race. But there he's an go. American though, isn't he? A lot of these guys. That's the other thing that diminishes a little looks, bit is that so uh, many of them are like, well, but they have a great aunt who grew up in in uh, in the old uh, country, so now they're on now they're on Germany. Like Chris Kamen did that, the old uh, Clippers center. It's like, what the hell, man? Well, you I think that would be the problem with your um, college team going to the play, playing in the Olympics. Yeah, right. Because there are, I mean, who was uh, not that they Gonzaga, but the Achimura. Like that, there's there's definitely like guys that would play for their home country. They would disregard your. Uh, dumb rule here, but I like it. All right, well, there you go. Um, I'll tell you what, and, you know, I'll tie this in to my Crown Royal Athlete of the Week. Crown mm -hmm. Royal believes being a royal fan means staying safe, generously supporting your community, and drinking responsibly while rooting on your team. My Crown Royal Athlete of the Week, the U.S. women's basketball team. Yes, Jack, seven straight gold medals, 55 consecutive wins, they pummeled Japan, the home nation, Japan, 90 to 75. Brittany Griner, 30 points. That's the most in gold medal history, game, gold medal game history. Sue Bird, Diana Tarousi, five golds each now. Winners, winners, winners. And guess what? No one's catching up to this team. No one's, if you could say that about the men's basketball team. Oh, they're close. Oh, they could have lost this. They, they did lose this in group stage. Nope, not with the women. 90 75. Pummel the opponents and take home the gold. They are my crown royal athletes of the week. Sal, um, you know me. I love uh, red, white, and blue. But when push comes to shove, it's uh, it's black and gold. Even over red, white, and blue. Oh. And um, I I love my um, my players. You know, from way back who I grew up watching. But also a reason that I am as devoted to sports as I am are the local broadcasters I grew up listening to as a, as a child. The hook sunk deep. I was lucky enough to listen to Myron Cope in Pittsburgh and, uh, and so many of the legends there on the banks of the Three Rivers, right at the very top of that list, not just in Pittsburgh, but in the world of hockey. The great Mike Lang has decided to hang mm. it up. One of the great play-by-play -play guys. You certainly, if you aren't familiar with the name somehow, you know some of the iconic calls after goals. Great balls of fire! And buy Sam a drink and get his dog one, too. You had to be here to believe it. Um, and uh, if you miss this one, shame on you for six weeks. The greatest <laughs> of all, though, when they finally, they vanquished the Boston Bruins and advanced to the Stanley Cup final. 
He said, as uh, as the final seconds ticked off the clock in the igloo, Damashek sitting there, misty-eyed with his family all around him. Mike Lang said into the microphone, you can spit shine your shoes because we're going dancing with Lord Stanley. And then after they vanquished the Chicago Blackhawks a year later, he, he declared as the final seconds ticked away there in Chicago Stadium, once again, Dave Damashek perched high in the standing room section of old Chicago Stadium, Mike Lang declared, Lord Stanley, Lord Stanley, get me the brandy. But the thing that hooked me more than anything else was when the Pittsburgh Penguins would play out on the West Coast late night, of course, 1030 drop of the puck at midnight. He would say into the radio as though he was talking only to me. Mike Lang would say, turn down that radio. Don't let mom hear you're still awake and listening to the Penguins. (laughs) It's midnight. You are now officially a member of the night owl club and that as much as anything is the reason that i am a devoted weirdo sports fan was because of mike lang happy trails one of the great gifts to the world of sport in my lifetime the best hockey play-by-play man that these two years have ever heard all right well i mean he just sounds like it's the more insane version of you or maybe slightly less i don't know i don't know i don't know i I give my award to five women who go or more than five women go overseas and you you give yours to a a yinzer who just decided to to stay home that's that's what happens you can get it it, it, either side with the crown royal athlete of the week it's a six of one half dozen of the other that's how uh you know can skin the the cat of sports lovers many different ways sal is that another mic? Forget it. Crown your game day this season and be sure to hydrate and drink responsibly. There you go. All right. Well, Michael, Michael motorcycle. As we're on the Pittsburgh talk here, the Steelers beat the Cowboys. This is Thursday night. We hadn't had a, a podcast since um, they beat the Cowboys 16 to three in what I'm calling the worst officiated game I have ever seen. I mean, the Cowboys really should have won this game, but I'm sorry, I'm just getting practicing. I thought you were serious for a second. No, no, no. uh, Well, the best, by the way, is the the best tweet I saw is from the Dallas Cowboys Twitter account when they went up 3-0, and it, it said, Cowboys 3, Steelers nothing, first quarter. We've only just begun. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm sorry. This is just the beginning. That's what it's at. This is just the beginning. And then we lost 16-3. I don't know, Shaq. I get excited No lies. For no it. lies in that tweet. I guess that's true. They they were yeah. just getting going. And That's hard. true. That, yeah. It, that was, uh, yeah, you should not have turned it off there because I wouldn't have told the whole story. But um, it was lame. Uh, I'm stupid. I took the, uh, the over-under was 32. I'm like, I'm going to tease this over 26. And then you realize... Oh, it's all bull two wedge and it's all Garrett Gilbert throwing three yard screens to the fullback or or one and a half yard slants. And it's just impossible to get down the field unless there's four turnovers. I don't know. Did you take anything from that game? It was fun that Micah Parsons was all over the place for the limited action he saw. But um, other than that, I have a few takeaways from that game. I mean, yeah, listen, you've heard me say it ad nauseum now. Don't get seduced by what you're looking at in August. None of it matters come September. However, bitten by my own snake there, because as soon as Presley Harvin, the third, the the six foot, 270 pound punter that the that the Steelers drafted um, this season, put on a show, Sal. And all of a sudden I got I found myself excited. Otherwise, dismiss most of what you saw. I mean, the unironic takes from Cowboys and Steelers fans, um, you know, two of the biggest, if not the two biggest uh, brands in pro football, Mm -hmm. the reactions, 
immediately. I mean, everybody knows that none of this really matters. Everybody knows that they're doing vanilla stuff on both sides. And the within the game, the reaction to um, Dwayne Haskins is bad. Dude, Haskins is better than uh, Mason Rudolph, dude. Dude, Mason threw some good Are balls. Are people really there. saying that? I, I oh, feel like... Oh, yes. Really? Uh, oh, yes. And then Josh Dobbs comes in against some guys that were knocking around on the streets of Canton that they pulled in and put in Cowboys uniforms mm-hmm. um, for the fourth quarter to give them a nice little treat. Josh Dobbs performed well against them, and they're like, dude, Josh Dobbs is the best of them all, dude. He's got to mm-hmm. be the backup. Um it's, you know, listen, the goal is to not get hurt. And I really, the the actual takeaway is, as you are, you may have noticed, T.J. Watt, who's projected to, you know, be in contention for Defensive Player of the Year and all that, has been in street clothes all right. through, uh, through preseason so far because he's holding in, not holding out, but he's at the camp, but he's not doing anything there because he wants a new contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the better way to do it. Najee Harris who you use the first-round draft pick on. Coach Tomlin's aware, right? He, he knows about I'm not going to call him Mike because that's disrespectful, according no, to your old that. pal Jason Garrett. Right, right. Um, but I'm aware, I get you want the guy to get some reps in the offense, but is that really – for real? What are you doing? Don't put, don't, don't put the first-round draft pick who's a running back on the field. It's an instinctive position to begin well, that's with. That's my even, actual takeaway. I, I, I think your, your uh, heart, heart attack moment was when Chase Claypool went up on that one-on-one. He, oh, he my made God. that great catch. It was in the second quarter, I guess because his timing has to be good with Mason Rudolph. I don't, why are these guys in the second quarter? It really doesn't matter, I guess, because as soon as anyone gets hurt, they were in too long. That is one of the more overrated things. Like, but, but that said... Why? Why in the second quarter? What? What are we gaining from? What are we doing? And I would love preseason football if it was only guys who had to make the team. You know, Mm. Najee Harris is going to be the the week one starter at running back, and you can achieve everything that you achieved against the Dallas Cowboys doing it in scrimmages and in practice. You don't need reminder to all those people who defend um, preseason football. Oh no no. No, 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 that's a day. That's Something for else. you. Mm-hmm. Reminder to, to you pro football teams, if you needed preseason games that badly, college football would play them too. They don't, and they seem to get by just fine. And but people I think, say, I think well, they different. schedule I, I think, a, a Division two team. No, they don't. Look at the schedule. I just mentioned Illinois is play, That's a real game. That counts in the standings right out of the gate in college football. They're, they're it's actual not even conference that, though, games. I don't think. I think you have, a cut, you have to cut a tremendous amount of players. You have to go from 100 to 53. Fine, right? keep there's it not, with those there's guys. Not first, there's not the first cut. Yeah, right. Okay, but keep it with those guys. But then that, that's not even a team. Then you don't even have backups for that. I, I just I, I hate it. Is it is anything that's going to happen in these preseason games worth losing a guy who you know is going to start anyway? You know these guys are going to start with it. This nonsense, yeah. and yet that's I true. Sat there and watched the whole goddamn thing, Sal. So what? A, that's true. Jokes on me, I guess. Uh, Dak didn't play, of course, and now there's speculation that his injury is is worse than it. Mm-hmm. is being mm-hmm. reported and Amari Toomer's injuries worse than being reported and my Cowboys over nine and a half wins projection um, has a worse chance of surviving than has been previously reported but let's take a look at Fandle's comeback player of the you year you look odds. at that and I want to say something else Sal I'm fascinated mm-hmm. to know how far cousin Sal Iacono is willing mm-hmm. to go to get C.D. Lamb on his fantasy team when the auction comes around. That Ooh. is, if Sal survives the cut oh. of Damashek. Sa- Damashek pending now. 
draws ever closer, Sal. I don't know how many more sleeps we have. That's the terms we put it to in yeah, the, the kids when we're like that. going to the beach. It's like, you have 19 more sleeps till we go. Like we always tell them that. How many more sleeps do we have until Cousin Sal potentially takes the big sleep when he gets kicked out of the fantasy Well, the big move league? is I have to ask or beg or I don't know what Simmons to come back. I mean, otherwise it's just a 10-person league, right? No, and I've well, been we're told, replacing I, I've him. I talked to, talked to people at, at my party uh, last week, two weeks ago, uh, they said, you know what? If Simmons doesn't come back, let's just end it. I'm not going to say who said this, but they said if he doesn't come back, this is just a 10-person league. Let's just end it. And then really? Oh, I know yeah. who it is. I know who, who? that would have been. Would have been your old pal Kevin Hench. Uh, not that uh, he has said that, but not in the specific conversation I'm talking about. Then your but old friend Dan. Matter. Well, it does matter. It was Tall John. It was Tall John who said it. No, but it wasn't. It was. It was. Really? There, Tall there John's some... one of the great advocates of uh, of the kickout rule, too. I, huh? I know, but that's what I think that's what he's saying. If we can't kick out, then what's the point? That's kind of funny to to uh, yeah. end the league. Like Simmons, Simmons thought that by forming his USFL, his rogue league, right. that you and Hench and uh, Dratch jumped into. Which it, did you win it? I did. Um, yeah. I've heard great stories about how much fun that league is, but um, the uh, that he forms that old league like I'll stick it to them. I'm gonna quit, and then well, then you're never getting back into this. I'll league. get him to come back. He'll come back. He'll come back. But let's talk about Dak. Dak, I need to come back more than Simmons. Two to one odds to win comeback player of the year. This By the way, just in case, if it's possible that anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, which it's hard to imagine, but we whoever wins the fantasy oh, league gets right. to kick somebody out. On yes. the, at the draft, you have to kick somebody out, survivor right. style. This is Sal's evil concoction. And as a reminder, you're all the person. Oh, no, no, not again. Damn. The person who came up with this horrible, horrible rule it's great. should it's the suffer the consequences more than anyone else. That's right. a, that's all I'll say. Sal came up with okay. it. Okay. That's all I'm yeah. saying. And who's your favorite uh, metropolitan uh, growing up to? Saquon Barkley. Jacob go. DeGrom has some free time on his hands. He might be able to cut a little. Uh, Check won it in January and has to decide at the draft or doesn't have maybe already decided, but has to let us know at the draft who he's kicking out. And uh, it's usually a, a bunch of uh, drunk idiots who um, <laughs> don't react favorably. It's a great one of the great days of the year. Um, another great day of the year is if I'm somehow able to get these odds out for comeback play of the year. I don't go know. Ahead, if please. I'm sorry to go. interrupt you. Go ahead. Dak Prescott, two to one odds. Saquon Barkley, seven to one odds. Joe Burrow, seven to one. Christian McCaffrey, seven. Then you got Carson Wentz, 10 to one. Now, here's the thing with comeback player of the year. Last year, Alex Smith uh, received the award. I don't get that at all. No, I, I get it. I, I totally, I, I didn't, people said he won after the first game. I was like, oh, maybe he should throw for more than 180 yards passing to, to get this award. But by the end, it was clear his uh, accomplishments and from what he was coming back from. For God's sakes, he should get it. Uh, a quarterback has won, I think, the last four years, then hadn't won before that five years previous. It's a fun award. I don't think a guy like Carson Wentz should be eligible, right? What What are we saying? Like, you just sucked last yes, year? that's and what so it is. And so now you can come back and, like, like but if, if that's the case, you should win some kind of award for last year, like crippled our team uh, in, in the salary cap-wise. Like, I, I don't know what... You should win an, uh, an anti-award for the year before if it's just that you were bad and then went to another team and were good. Am I right on this or am I wrong? I don't think you should be eligible. 
I th- yeah, you need a yin and yang. That's why right. over the years I I um, do shame reports and stuff mm-hmm. to point out because it makes it makes the luster that much brighter for the stars when you point out who the worst are. We we need some sort of measure of that. You're right. I don't get what the standard is coming back from injury. If it was had a season ending injury, and that's a mm-hmm. little grim to make that in the fine print of how you can win the award. But as it is, right? I I don't get some of these like. Jameis Winston is coming back from being a backup or being a third stringer, I guess, more accurately. That's a weird thing to come back from compared to like Joe Burrow coming back. But did Joe Burrow do enough in half a rookie season to be eligible for this? I kind of like Christian McCaffrey. Because right. I really like that. Uh, by the way, Sal, let me get let me get you in on a little something here. Everybody harumphs. This is we're in the window now, Sal. Mm-hmm. As I tell you, all through the off season, it's very hard to identify what teams are definitely going to stink. That's what happens all off season. Ooh, that's an interesting piece that the that the Jacksonville Jaguars maybe they'll be all right this year. Like you can kind of talk yourself into almost any team making a mm-hmm. playoff run. Um, I You're feel like. like I feel like we're now, like, now we're in harumph states. You're like, if you didn't make the playoffs last year, like, you think the Carolina Panthers? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you heard about what's going on with the Saints. They don't have their old quarterback and their best pass catcher. I think there's an opportunity for the Carolina Panthers to make some hay. And if I'm right about that, Christian McCaffrey at plus 700 is good. If you want a deeper dive one, um, the guy who, where is he? Oh, Odell Beckham. At plus two thousand, he's the guy who made that yeah, one one-handed catch a while ago. Plus two thousand, that's a that's a that's a juicy one as far as I'm concerned. He is just not on the same page as I, I we 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 really tore uh, Baker apart and when, and you were on that podcast against all odds. Check it out. Uh, and then T.J. Hushmanzada was on, and Baker is the luckiest quarterback right now. The, yes, the, 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 it's not even close to what he does, and he's his uh, completion percentage with with Beckham is fifty four percent. It's it's ungodly low numbers with with Beckham. I don't I don't understand it. So I guess if he were to come back and have an Odell Beckham type season, like we remember the first couple few years with the Giants, then twenty to one is good. McCaffrey 7-1 is good. I'm going with Dak. He was on pace for 5,000 yards passing before he has suffered the uh, the leg injury. 2-1 to one odds is not great. Um, Nick Bosa, 14-1. to one. That's going to be my, my long shot there. That's a good one. You go from nine sacks, Shaq, to injured out last year to double-digit sacks in the NFC West. That's not bad, right? And if, if that team is an 11-win team right there. So 14-1 to one odds. Although I'm looking, it doesn't bode well for uh, defensive players, this award, right? So what did I say? Come back by Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill, Andrew Luck, Keenan Allen, Jordy Nelson, Eric Berry. Eric Berry, safety, 2015. That was the last one. And then before that, Greg Ellis, 2007. So it's tough for a defensive player to win. But uh, oh, Or you could get Cam Newton at, uh, at 33 to yeah, 1. Like, why that. is Cam Newton? What was he doing? Cam, he started right. the majority of the games for them. He just wasn't great so he's coming mm-hmm. back from mediocrity is weird right. derwin james is another good one but uh, your defense your point about defense um right. tamps down any intrigue there well, but Shaq, I did, man i say you, again the chargers the that, sam that, darnold might be the pick there 17 i know i agree i just can't do it uh philosophically because again like right. he's coming back from suckitude i don't know what we're he's coming back from 
Adam Gase. I don't know what the late what he's coming back from, but okay. That's my favorite. If we look at the slates, my favorite Sunday guy. It's going to be the most intently watched game for me. Uh, that Sunday is Carolina and the Jets. Believe it or not, you could say Chiefs and, and Browns is going to be fun. Uh, my Cowboys play Thursday night. The Raiders play the Ravens Monday. There's a good Sunday night game with the Rams, but I'm, I'm looking Jets and Carolina. I'm, I'm more into that than. Than oh, any other. Sal, oh, look out on the horizon. It's not that far away. Smell the air. You can almost hear the, hear, smell the, the, the grills heating up. It's almost here, Sal. It's almost here. <laughs> Is that I the? I didn't even know the exciting. Jets and Panthers. I that that there are too many things to focus on. Panthers. I haven't looked at the week one. Oh, that's a great one. So much fun. Was it Gase? Was it not Gase? Was it Darnold? Was it not Darnold? What? Oh, Wilson. Is he going to do any? So many. Oh my God, the storylines. All right, spaghetti. Sell us on Saquon at seven to one. Is that an obvious one that we're overlooking? Oh, uh, here we go. Why are we? Why? Why are you starting trouble, Sal? Saquon. Yeah. This is one of spaghetti. He doesn't get. Understand though, he's not going to get upset though, Sal. That's all the right. main thing to point out here. Is like he doesn't care. He's not. He doesn't get upset at all that when I say Saquon Barkley was a wasted uh, pick right. a number of years ago. That was a terrible. I don't get pick. upset. I just prove how you're wrong. But anyway, <laughs> I don't like the Saquon one because I think they are going to oh. bring him back pretty slow. Like he's just starting to practice this week. They say week three is his destination. You lose three weeks of NFL games so i actually don't like saquon this year i think i'll have a fine season but i don't think he's gonna win this award unfortunately all right, all right. I mean, so he has a fine season then it was worth it after years of injuries that would be worth it for a bum uh, team an irrelevant team He'll i just don't understand it. you say years of injuries he's had two thousand yard seasons like i don't understand that he missed right. one year with the with the with the 20 cl that was it i don't Literally. understand how you change history he's been he's had two significant injuries in his career spaghetti no, he has not had one. Not, he hasn't been hurt just once. He's he had fifteen hundred total yards in the se- in his second season. It wasn't a bad year. Like I don't. Do people not have all pro right. football reference? I'm confused. Spaghetti. All right. What do you think his total rushing yard, projected rushing yards on Fanduel is? Maybe you've seen this already. I think he's going to head over a thousand. I know his is a. It was a clip over a thousand. I think, but I think he's going to actually will surpass. I think oh, uh, it's, a, it's a giant clip over a thousand. It's eleven seventy five and a half. Well, don't forget, there's 17 games. Right, so there's 17 they're, they're, games. They're Babyface Joel would rush for 1,000 yards in oh, the NFL wow. now. Is that true? I'd like to see that. I would, too. <laughs> <laughs> it, would be, it, would be t- it would be tough, but I, I, could, I could do it. Spaghetti, I think you're telling us to go under on Barkley 11.75 and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably would go under, too, mm. actually. Yeah. So what is that? That's 70 yards a game. But they're not playing. He's not playing every game. He just isn't. You just know he isn't playing 17 games. The point is, with all these games, it is super fun now. People are now, we're reached that point in the Mm. football calendar where everybody's really digging their heels in on their team now. Now, like, I could see the Browns being good. I could see the Bengals being good. Now it's getting to the point now. If you're like Jeff Schwartz last week on minus three, you come in and you start saying, like, I think the Browns are going to be great. I think they're going to go to the AFC title game, but they won't be able to get past the Chiefs and Mahomes mm. because of Baker Mayfield. Browns fans pissed off. Eddie Spaghetti, like Saquon, 2018, what a waste of a pick that was for a team that was so far away from <laughs> being a Super Bowl contender. Like, that's not right that he was because he's been great for the Giants, apparently. Well, let Apparently, me I've this. misrepresented it's- history. I, I, the greatness of Saquon can't be denied at this point. Fans are starting to dig their heels in, Sal. That means it's close. Football is nearly here. I know. It's oh, getting great. exciting. But Spaghetti, and, and 
And I know the talk was Saquon or Darnold, right? Wasn't that pretty much the talk? Like, so Frank. if you, if you, if you stack it up like that, I don't know. If it it's it's pick. a no. It's not a bad pick. He's a good player. Dave just doesn't like running back. So in Dave's <laughs> mind, he'd rather you take like a left tackle or Najee pass Harris. rusher who's going to bid eighty dollars on Najee Harris. And right, the, the right. Some way, somehow, Dave spins it that Najee Harris is a fine pick. You like ignoring the Steelers' O line issue. That's a fine pick. Giants with a productive player. You know, right. that's not a good pick though because it plays. It's he, because he, I mean, he plays it's a the, non-premium position. That's Dave's problem. It's the context of where uh, of who the Steelers are versus who the 2018 Giants were. Of course, it's fine if you're the New England Patriots drafting a finishing piece in Sony Michelle who propels you to a Super Bowl victory. I know people don't remember that one that well. Zeke Elliott, the Cowboys were kind of close, and you could feel it when they drafted Zeke Elliott. Now, should they have taken Jalen Ramsey? Probably, but still... Zeke Elliott there made some sense because it's like, boy, you throw a, a banger like that behind that offensive line, and, sure. and it makes sense. The Giants were so far away, and the window for a running back, the reason you don't take a running back is because you shouldn't sign them because of the attrition <clears throat> of the 21st century. You shouldn't sign them to a second contract, so you really better be close. If you're a year or two away without right. the running back, then you'd sign right. them. But, but, uh, right. but, they, but that's where the ego comes in. The Giants... GMs probably thought they were closer than than you. Doesn't make it doesn't make it right though. Right, that's exactly right. Gettleman thought yeah. like, "Ooh, this will really uh, this will make me shine for <laughs> having done this." That's not what was best for the team. If you're close, borderline kind of a team to the playoffs or the then he's like, "All right, we need that piece right now." Then that's the only time you should use a first round draft pick. You should never sign a running back to a second contract. That's where the Dallas Cowboys screwed up. Well. And yeah. Saquon's that, not going to resign with the Giants unless I know he's true. Uh, Hall of Fame weekend. Any favorite moments? The the speeches were uh, were fun. Peyton's always funny. You hate to see it. Peyton Manning's always funny. Uh, Edge James was great, right? Um, you don't yeah, like the I, busts, Shaq. You have a problem with the busts. I didn't love the bus. I did love Palomalu's speech. I mean, you know, it's hard to not get swept right. up if you like the Steelers to get swept up in like, hey, yeah, there are 32 brands out there to root mm. for. But this you really do. It's hard for me to summon cynicism about the Steelers brand. I can have my fun around it, but it does feel like it's a little bit different than if you're on the Tennessee Titans, right? Mm -hmm. Like that these that the way they talk, like the only measure is living up to the standard set by the guys who came before me and all that black and gold talk is easy to uh, make make someone like Damashek ready to mm -hmm. run through a wall here in uh, in mid-August. Um, the thing about Peyton Manning is, <clears throat> is his dad. I really, well, actually, Peyton Manning is also a great gentleman, too, in this sense. I once was at uh, the home of a, of a pro football player who had retired, and um, he said, check this out, and it was a bottle of nice booze or whatever some kind of nice i don't know what scotch or something and with a with a handwritten note from one peyton manning saying congratulations on a great career mm. uh, it was a it was a real pleasure to to go up against you all these years and you did it well and everything else peyton manning and he i mean if he did it to this guy he must do it to every guy who well, he was played it against. eli's house it's not a big deal if it's eli's <laughs> house but. no i thought it was a, yeah i thought it was uh it was rude it was um uh, I can't think of a single Dave, Dave Brown. That's who I was there thinking of. A, a giant. <laughs> Couldn't think of a single guy. Um, the uh, it was Curtis Painter. Um, <laughs> the 
but yeah, I thought that was cool. And I once talked to Archie and I said, man, I can't imagine how cool it must be to have, you know, Cooper, who was a really good player and has gone on to be a, a cool, mm-hmm. funny guy and two sons who are Super Bowl MVPs. I said, it, it's cool for you and your wife, but it makes, uh, you know, you must be so proud, but it makes me and my sisters feel bad about what we haven't done for my parents. They must be so ashamed. And I, this is 15 minutes of conversation. And he goes, Dave, how he knew my name, 15 wow. minutes. I was like, hi, I'm Dave Damashek. He, he somehow retained my name. He's like, Dave, I am proud of my boys, but I'm sure your parents are awfully proud of you and your sisters too. At the end of the interview, I was like, oh Wrong. my God, what a man. I mean, of course that's not true, but yeah. but a gentleman. What 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 grace, what, what, a, what a lovely guy. And uh, you, you see how that presents itself in, in Peyton's speech. He's great. He's always funny. Best commercials out there. Uh, next year, Andre Johnson, Steve Smith, DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware, probably the nicest NFL player I've ever encountered. Like, really? legitimately offered me. It's like, anytime. I saw him in the Kimmel Green Room. It's like, anytime you want to sit in my luxury box, you let me know. I probably should have taken him up on it because uh, they're now few and far between. <laughs> I don't think he has a luxury box anymore. But I really thought he meant it. It seemed like he meant it. Seemed like the nicest guy. You should have said, all right, I'll see you on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it helped that it was March. When you make that plan, when you make that promise in March, it's uh it's a lot easier. <laughs> People might not remember five months later. But Reggie Wayne, Tony Baselli, Zach Thomas, Richard Seymour, all great players. I don't know what you do. I, you Too know, many I, good I, players, I feel yeah. like, to to get all the names that you just listed there. I, I don't think it's typical that you would get three pass catchers in there in one group but i don't know who you who you uh, andre johnson in first year of ballot one of the more i don't want to say underrated but i don't know because the houston texans and Mm. what we associate i don't know for whatever reason andre johnson hasn't been celebrated as much as he probably maybe you should make the shaky ball hall of fame that's the we'd Mm. celebrate the season in that fantasy league you mentioned and by the first saturday game in the playoffs was the shaky ball typically the the worst playoff game it was the worst playoff game and the Texans almost always uh, hosted it, and Andre Johnson, obviously, a big part of that team. He should win the Shakey's Hall of Fame for sure. Steve Smith is awesome, as funny and cool yeah. and uh, nice a guy as there is. If we're if we're giving nice awards out, Reggie Wayne is another one who's got to mm-hmm. go. It is incomplete. The Colts Ring of Honor or Edge and Peyton and Marv are all in. It is still not complete until you get Reggie Wayne in there, who is a bona fide. Hall right. of Famer and the the claim that like wow he wouldn't have had those numbers without Peyton Manning Peyton Manning wouldn't have had those numbers without Reggie Wayne he's got to go into the right, Hall right, of Fame right. already. Uh, all right, what did we want to say about that? oh the the bus though real quick with the Apollo model now I'll say this I'm not urging anyone to change their hair definitely benefits the Palomalo. Uh, you know you get the you look cool as hell right with the Palomalo hair you get the shampoo commercials for life um, downside. You can get tackled by your hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your hair is out of bounds, as we learned from Dean Blandino, you are also out of bounds. Doesn't matter as much usually for a defensive player. And third, they're going to screw up your bust. They just are. These aren't these. Um, you know, these aren't the 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 artists from the 1800s living in Naples um, putting chiseling these out. They are going to screw up your hair if if it, your hair has anything to say about you. And they did that with Paul Mob. I've seen comparisons to. Um, What's his name? Weird Al. I don't know. But you 
You had it. You had a I, great tweet. Who did you have compared to Marjorie Taylor Green? He, <laughs> I mean, the 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 bust. I I didn't even know she played football, but muzzle tough to her. Um, right. I, I mean, really look at that bust. It is her. Um, she does the, it all. Jim, she really does. The Jimmy Johnson one looks like um, Bart Simpson's classmate, the the nerd, the goody goody Martin Prince, more than it looks like oh, Jimmy nice. Johnson. And um, Peyton Manning looked like he had a hairpiece on. Right. You know, he's like, he's like, everybody knows about the forehead. Even Archie tapped the forehead when they unveiled it. But still, Peyton had a little bit too much hair up top. He had yeah, a, maybe. borrowed uh, Marv Albert's hair piece or I something. We should ask. They, they have no say in that, right? They, uh, I wonder if, if there's, has anyone gotten a hold of the chiseler and said, hey, make me look more hands, make my eyes a little, little about a centimeter separate than it actually is. I wonder. I don't know. Any, like, uh, but they do do them. like the whole, like, they do actually. <laughs> You know, what What do you do when you make a, you know, press their face in clay or whatever they do? They yeah. they actually take, it's not like somebody's just looking at a picture of them and doing it. They actually get a mold of their head. I don't know how it gets that far away from looking like the person, given that they do that. But yes, not, you know, not the greatest busts, but it does require me to point out, Sal, that mm-hmm. bust is our rangiest word. Bust, you get a bust, if you're, uh, uh, which is a statue of your head, mm-hmm. if you're one of the all-time great football players, but also if you're a terrible, terrible, terrible football player mm-hmm. on whom um, some great sums of money or draft picks were used to get, then right. you're also a bust. And right. a lot so of things... Like goat and goat, yep. Right. Boobs are a, are a bust. Right. A police break down your door, that's a bust. When you go over 21 in blackjack, oh, that's a bust. That. Yep. You know? There are other crude ones, too. But yeah. You get my there point. There you go. All right. Uh, oh, boy. Well, Hard Knock starts tomorrow, Tuesday. It, it's coming at the the best time for me because my Mets, as we dive into Major League Baseball uh, stuff here, my Mets are awful. They're passing the torch to the Cowboys in terms of uh, how my teams are going to embarrass me, and then they'll do that on Hard Knocks. But these Mets lost six of the last seven. They started the week and a half game up on Philly. They lost all three. Yeah, they, they would lose 20 in a row if they played them just at this point. Batting 160 with runners in scoring position. Uh, Grom out until September. You know, just awful. Baez had five strikeouts one game, and now he's hurt. And now they play the Dodgers and Giants. My kids want to see all four games. I'm like, I'm not doing it. They come here in two weeks. I'm like, I, I can't see this team lose all, like four times to the Dodgers and Giants. It's a free fall. And uh, worse yet, check, it's against these Phillies. And this Bryce Harper is banging him out opposite field style. Plus 270 to win MVP now in the National League. Guess what he was a week ago? Tell. Six days ago, Tuesday. 50 to 1. On oh my Tuesday. God. Is that right? It's on freaking fire. Yeah. Tell me that, that tell me that even in 2021, that highlights still don't sway voters. They're human oh, beings happen. after all. Of course. And they can't be every everywhere at once, even with satellite dishes. That can get you pretty close, but it still is Absolutely. a highlight-driven thing that you kind of like if the numbers support it. You see those clips of Bryce Harper hitting those moonshots yeah. that he did over the weekend. It does make you think like, hmm, if you're a voter, I'm sure. Sure. They, they go off the same evidence we do. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if he steals it, if he hits a few more of those moonshots in well, big games. But Fernando my heart Tatis, goes out to you. Uh, uh, another, another highlight machine there. Fernando Tatis Jr. is even. That's why he's, he's going to win favorite. it. He's the favorite to win. But yeah, uh, but he's banged up. Mac Muncy, four, plus 460. Trey Turner, plus 850. Freddie Freeman from the Braves, who are also surging now. 12 to 1 odds. And then for Cy Young, Zach Wheeler, former Met, 
did them in. Just uh, they just could not hit him yesterday. Plus one sixty to win Cy Young. Obviously, now that Degrom is out until September. Let me see where. Wow, twenty five to one for Degrom. What if he throws four no hitters in in uh, September, Shaq? Well, that it. that could happen. So uh, <laughs> maybe hold your breath now and see how long you can do, it and you'll be Mets blue by the end of it. Yeah, both the uh, both the nineteen eighty six World Series participants sliding a little bit and opening up the door for uh, yeah. for for the division titles. Yeah, your Mets are in worse shape, obviously, even than the Red Sox are. Awful. I'll, but the Red I'll, Sox were up like ten games on the Yankees, like. Uh, like uh, an hour ago and now the Yankees are going to pass them this time next week I think yeah I would I, I would think so and um you, you mentioned the Metropolitans rolling into Ugh. Chavez Ravine Walker Bueller jumps out at plus 370 to win right. the, the side the other one who has great odds is Max Scherzer at 16 to one. I mm-hmm. Cy Young is different than MVP. Generally speaking MVP is contextualized by best player on the team that you know, is mm-hmm. at the top of the standings or close to it. It's not as much a team award. But if Max Scherzer, whose numbers are are pretty good, you know, he's mm-hmm. uh, ERA is there under three, 275. Um, if he comes in and um, dominates down the stretch, which we've seen him do with other teams, if he is nails as he's been on uh, on some good teams over the last, what's it been for Max Scherzer, eight years or so where he's really been rolling like this, yep. 16 to one. Uh, juicy odds. That's pretty maybe, good. Maybe jump on that. Hey, I wanted to ask you why. Now, the Mets and Phillies have a, a huge rivalry. That That's the one where, what is it, Citizens Bank Park? I've not been, but uh, you'll get in a fight if you go there wearing a Mets cap, and it's a contentious rivalry and has been uh, for years. Why is it a better rivalry, or are you going to tell me maybe it's not, than Phillies Pirates? Because they changed the divisions. Rivalry? It should yeah, be. Because yeah. they changed it, but I, I, I feel like even back when they were in the division, that was – was that a huge rivalry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In it the it, yeah, in the in the late seven. I mean, they were the two best teams in the East most years. The Phillies and Bucks would battle it out for the for the East crown um, because the oddity back then to not getting too deep in the weeds, but the Reds and the Dodgers were over on the other side. Right. So they so the uh, they yeah. were in the West. Weirdly, the the Reds counted it as a West team. So th- those would be and so it was largely the Phillies and the Bucks and who would survive that head to head. There I as a very small child, I still can recall the intensity of, of really? my old man and my uncles talking about like the Phillies uh, doubleheader that was coming out. There were some very mm. um, that, that, that that was a bitter rivalry. But yeah, then they moved the Phillies into the East or the Bucks into the into the Central. That's what. All right, um, I get. But even one. now, they should play it when they like the. Mets I agree, Yankees of course. Is a good rivalry, but not, obviously not in the same division. Also, I don't anybody. know if you've heard the Pirates have stunk for thirty years, so that yeah, also the, oh, probably impacts. I guess that's the big thing. I don't know, but I was just missing. I, I thought. I wasn't sure if that was ever a huge thing. Can we show this uh, Dodger ball girl tackling the guy who ran on the field? I mean, I gave props to women all over the place with the women's basketball team. I definitely, they came through for me with the golds and everything. I don't know. This, uh, this girl woman might be getting a little too much credit. Can we see this? She tackled some guy, ran on the field. The security guards couldn't get him. Oh, I have not seen this angle. Maybe this will prove me wrong. Okay. Right, there he goes. I mean, he's out. This is sad. He's out running seven security guards. Someone from the way, way upper deck is taking this. Did she stop him? It gets a little grainy. I feel like he tried to jump over the fence, 
and she slowed him down a little bit, but he, he, he did what he wanted to do, right? Yeah, I mean, but she did wrap him up pretty good there. He tried to juke her, um, Hacksaw Reynolds there, going with an L.A. Ram for obvious reasons. Um, did get uh, him we'll in. Give, I'll give her credit. I, guess. I don't know. I, I felt like he was trying to get uh, over the fence, and he got over the fence. A little bit too much. I hear you. Yeah. I absolutely hear you. Yeah, he, he he reached his goal, which was on the other side of the fence right. from, from the coppers there. But she, she, she did wrap not, him up uh, pretty good. She's not dipping her face in uh, cement anytime soon to get in the canton, right? <laughs> that tackle? I'm not sure. <laughs> Overstated. Right, you. Maybe she doesn't win Athlete of the Week. Uh, oh, Dave, you've been there before, haven't you? We've all been there. Hmm. <laughs> Bottom of the ninth tie game, bases loaded, Fandle Sportsbook. You get more than one shot to swing for the fences. Can we bet on ball girls tackling uh, like uh, like just uh, people running on the field? I wonder, does Fandle have that? Check that, Spaghetti. Maybe we'll get that. Fandle, though, is letting you place your first bet risk-free. That's right. New users get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. Gets better from that. Check out Fandle's new promo live every Tuesday, $5 Dinger Tuesday. Place a $25 or more wager on any player to hit a home run on Tuesday and get a $5 bonus in site credit for every home run hit in the game. Maximum $25. You know, I'm going to let Spaghetti do his thing on minus three tomorrow. Save it. You have to listen to minus three to get a free $5 Dinger winner from Eddie Spaghetti. He can't lose. He just takes any one of those behemoths in the Yankee lineup to a home run and more often than not, they do check. It got me thinking with this Yankee lineup, and I heard you and Hench and Spaghetti talking about it, with this is the the heftiest lineup of all time. Like the Bash brothers are just two guys, but the Yankees have like five guys that are just monsters, right? Should we have weight classes? We don't divide it up by, okay. um, we don't do it by uh, salary cap, right? Because it's pretty much unlimited in that you will get dinged if you go over. There's a tax that most owners don't, or some owners don't mind paying. But maybe there should be weight classes like the wrestling for uh, yeah, like take them out when you see on the freeways of Southern California those big like uh, the oversized trucks have to be weighed to yeah. stay on right. the freeway. Like they, we just yeah. get all the Yankees line up on one of those big. Uh, uh, truck weigher things and see if they're too big. And if not, there's some penalty or they have to give up an extra two runs in order to play in the game Ridiculous. or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's it, they are physically gargantuan, the likes mm. of which we've never, I mean, ever in baseball. The, the entire lineup just about is is monstrous. And um, spoiler alert, the Yankees' role will continue here. It's a matter of whether or not they can catch the Rays. I think the thing to root for is... I was just looking at their playoff odds because now they're right there. And um, I think... Playoff? Oh, they, they well, I think what would be good is, and I know everybody, it's easy to be a cynic about it. I completely get it. And I'm more or less on the side of most people. Like, it's enough with the Yankees and Red Sox. Every time they play, they don't need... Uh, national runway nobody needs to see every pitch of this series every time it happens between these two teams i know there's a red sox yankees fatigue among casual baseball fans however the thing to root for is a one-game playoff in the in the um let them let those two get the wild card and let it all boil down to that one game boy that would be a lot of fun fun. the a's have something to say about that though they're very good too but but if that happens eddie spaghetti and kevin hench have to watch it side by side the whole way i think spaghetti's not allowed to watch it right didn't he make some proclamation i don't know No, he won that bet he said they Aaron Rodgers wouldn't it would definitely be the packers starter and eddie spaghetti was right download the fandle sportsbook app sign up with promo code extra points to get in on the action yes 
FanDuel's America's number one sports book. Same game parlays, all different betting markets. They pay you your winnings in as little as 24 hours. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code extra points. Yeah, I think uh, FanDuel will have odds on teams to make the playoffs and the Yankees. I don't know. The, probably better than even at this point. Oh, yeah. Six. I mean, they're I certainly going to make the playoffs. It's a matter of time now. And it's not even yeah. going to be – you would have thought, you know, two – five weeks ago or whatever i told you five weeks ago that the yankees were definitely going to be in the postseason and there was good value on betting that but the yankees are 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 getting to october it's not even there's not even going to be suspense to it they have mm. what 50 games left certainly they're gonna further yeah, they really stretch so themselves who, out for well here's the thing else. the blue jays are 60 and 50 only half game behind the yankees i, I worry about them or if i'm a yankee fan Right, spaghetti meatballs. You, Not even. Uh, what about the Red Sox? They're going to both pass the Red Sox. That's right? what I mean. So they'll both pass them. But but the A's, I don't think are are, uh, are going to falter anytime soon. They're damn good. The Mariners are going to go away. Time. How? What are the Mariners doing no, in the mix? Yeah, there? they're going to go away. A's sixty four wins. Yankees sixty one wins. Blue Jays sixty, and the Red Sox who are just going to disappear. I think with sixty five. Boy, they lost the game. Like, <clears throat> I mean, what were they up five in the eighth or something? It's all over for them. Yep. The, the organization knows that. But we, uh, we're going to give our picks right here. Monday. Uh, Sheck, I like the Twins over the White Sox. Let me see what these odds are because they changed. The Twins over the White Sox, you can get them at plus 168. Now, this Lucas Giolito, I like him a lot, um, but not today. They had the night game. They had the Sunday night game. They disposed of the Cubs. Now they have to travel to the Twin Cities. They take on... This Twins team who caught the Astros off guard, they won three out of four. They're not terrible. They're scoring an average of 4.6 runs a game. They're 13th in the league right there. White Sox, 11 games in front. I feel like they catch them sleeping on this Monday night game. Uh, traveling, don't care. White Sox, good odds there, plus 168. Is that what I said, 168? Yes. Mm -hmm. Go with the Twins over the White Sox. How say you? I'm going to go with uh, the aforementioned Yankees. They're in Kansas City. I'm going to say take the under there. I'm not sure exactly. I know that all the the stuff we just said, that the Yankees lineup is uh, really murderers, row, uh, mm. Bronx bombers, all that kind of stuff. But uh, I'm going to go under 10 in KC. For all mm. the, the, the slug that the that the Yanks lineup has, they've only combined with whoever they're playing to reach 10 runs twice out of 10 games so i'm not hmm. sure what even elevates the number plus you have jameson tyan who spaghetti can tell you has been really good of late carlos hernandez who he's going against starting pitcher for the royals has also been pretty good of late has only gone over two has only allowed two earned runs once out of his last five starts this adds up to the under being a good bet there um in kc today bet it asap I'm trying to think. You bang that out on a two-team parlay. You're getting plus 411. Twins and the under 10 in the Yankees. Royals. Do that now. Let's do that. Make that. Instead of it being individual bets, Sal, why don't we yeah. come together just like uh, the USA did? Remember when we put the, the Nets best and the, the Trailblazers? Look how good. We beat uh, Team France. We beat Evan Fournier. Same thing. Yeah. Let's team up here and Same make everybody... Thing. We're very good. We very rarely lose on these. So yeah, put them together. Better than uh, going one-on-one. <laughs> Actually, we haven't, been too, I, we haven't been too bad of late. I think we both hit last we Wednesday. The, last the pick. One? Yeah, we, we did. We, yeah. Yep. Plus 411, Twins, and the under 10 in the Yankees-Royals game. That's what we got. We have baseball and preseason football. 
And I guess if it doesn't get canceled, summer league basketball, you could bet on it, right? But there's, um, yeah. So we have Thursday preseason football, and and more importantly, I, I mean the, the the slate is out there. That's what we did on minus three on uh, Thursday. Go back and listen to it; it holds up because it isn't tethered too closely to the here and now beyond our best bets for last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we go over some great prop bets that are out there, and I I, I turn to you about this, or maybe we could talk about this uh, later in the week, but. Boy, this isn't political on any level, to, to, but Kirk Cousins with COVID and stuff, it makes me feel like his personal stats are going to be diminished. If Mike Zimmer it seems to be cross with Kirk Cousins, doesn't this mean that Cousins at the first sign of trouble is going to get sat down for Kellen Mond? And shouldn't we be betting um, Kirk Cousins under... Uh, I saw 4,050 passing yards for the season. Shouldn't we bet the under on that? Again, like you said, not political. It's officially more important. Your vaccination status is more important than your Madden rating or your QB rating or whatever else. It just is. It just is. That's all there is to it. (laughs) You're not going to play or you're going to play less or, you know. And Lamar Jackson, same thing. Is like, I think is 900 and a half rush yards. I'm going under on that one, too. Also, given where he is in his career, Surely Harbaugh and company are saying, like, everybody knows you're a devastating threat, and we definitely want to employ that in games, but a little bit less. Give it to J.K. Dobbins a little bit more this year because we can't have you getting knocked around. You're the franchise, after all, Lamar Jackson for us. Um, That's another individual uh, player prop that I really like the under on. Yeah, I like all the unders. I, I pointed out to you, and I'm going to dig this up, but the player prop unders are good. They hit 62 to 63% of the time just every year. And it's because the injuries aren't factored in, and everybody likes to bet overs anyway, so they can inflate the line and know that people are going to bet overs because it's a fun bet, and it is. It's not fun to bet the under, but uh, profitable. Uh, give us the good point, bad point, Joel, because the lawnmowers have somehow started here. I was wondering I swear what that to was. God, I swear to God they were here Friday, and now they're here what is this, Monday? That doesn't seem like a week. Grass isn't growing so fast. Uh, Joel, good point, bad point. Uh, I'm giving Dave our good point. I uh, I was surprised, too, that the USA, Team USA men's basketball had this huge champagne celebration. I, I, I would like to see that with all the U.S. Olympians. Like, after, Sal, to your point, when they when U.S. won the most gold, that celebration should be with all of our athletes. I'd like mm-hmm. to see Bruce Springsteen's daughter you know, partying with JaVal McGee. Like, that would be a great way to end the Olympics, I think. I like it, too. I don't know. Do they get out of there as soon as they can? I guess they don't stay for two nights, right? It's not like the parade. They have their individual parades. But, okay. What's the bad point, Joel? Uh, the bad point, uh, unfortunately, Dave, oh. not the, thinking the NFL doesn't need preseason games. I mean, how else would I know uh, what Dwayne Haskins in the Steelers' future is going to look like you know, Terrell Davis credits his career to a preseason game, Victor Cruz. And, and most importantly, we wouldn't get hard knocks. So we uh, give me give me preseason. Let's Da-da-da. go. You'd get it. You wouldn't get the games part of it. But I, I, it's so funny. You talk to I don't know how you feel about this check. I feel like every player, ex-player I talked to almost split completely down the middle as to whether you need. Now, I don't think anyone thinks you need four games for sure, but it's pretty much split as to whether or not. You do need. I think the coaches like the games for sure. 
Oh, it, so. it's a great opportunity for players to get up on Mount Pius and and say like, rah, 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 rah. you you don't know what you're talking about because that this is the opportunity for those borderline guys. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about the borderline guys. Let that they can play the games. I just don't this nonsense of risking your guys who you know are definitely going to be starters in week one. What are you putting them on the field for? You don't need to do that. Yeah, good. Guys who are borderline guys, the Victor Cruises and whatever, let them earn their keep in preseason games against a bunch of anonymous people. That's all. We, I think we're saying the same thing, Joel. Yeah. What we all enjoy right. is the are, are the feel-good underdog stories. What we don't need is running out your star players out there to Absolutely, risk injury. for sure. All right, I have to end this because it's, I, I don't understand why they're here twice this week. We should probably get offices. So I don't have to deal with lawnmower guys. I guess is why they're charging me three times uh, what they should be. I'm gonna have a talk with them. Either way, minus three Tuesday. Check check out against all odds. We're gonna go over the AFC South on Tuesday and the AFC West on Thursday. Lots of fun football. Very exciting. A reminder to everyone out there. Even though you may feel like underdogs, please remember you're all my favorites. <laughs>